having eternal life. But I guess I always related it to meaning natural abundance, natural health. Na I mean, abundant health, abundant um, uh, peace, abundant joy, abundant um, even finance, finances or wisdom or or anything. Does is that what that means? I think so because even God said, "If you seek me first, the kingdom of." Of God, that all of these things shall be added unto you. It's like you, you have an increase. Lord blesses your spiritual. Well, I guess I, I guess I didn't think of that in terms of that scripture because that's in Matthew chapter six, I think. But I guess I never thought of it as abundance. I I, I guess when I yeah, think of seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you, I'm thinking about things that I'm thinking about or needing or wishing or the desires of my heart or that you need are automatically provided by God. So so the desires of your heart, they're automatically. But it's, to me it's more like when Solomon said, Give me wisdom and the Lord said it's sort of things that you didn't ask for, you get those too. You know, you get wealth. You know, you you get if you live basically holy, he was saying, and and uh, obey my commandments, you'll you have long life. So those things, when we seek the Lord, the Lord blesses us more. Life is, is in abundance, but more abundantly means eternal life. But in the life that we live, like they said in our Mark, it was Mark 13 and 30, we will receive it. You know, not just a little, but God blesses us a lot once we receive salvation. You know, things and traps or pitfalls that we would not have been able to avoid if we weren't saved. Yeah, I think it was 18 and 30, Luke 18 and 30, which read, uh, Who shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come life everlasting? Right, and I think it's the same somewhere in Mark. Right, I think so too. I think all the gospel, all the. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands. Persecution in the world come eternal life. So now he's saying with persecution is this. I know, maybe I think I was, but, but I always blocked that out of my brain because yeah. I, I never thought that I would like persecution. But, but I mean, it happens automatically when you hear from the Lord. I mean, it, it, it's unavoidable. If you stand for righteousness and, and in the Lord, it, it will be automatic that you're going to become uh, tested. Well, persecution, I think, of torture is what I'm thinking. Yeah, and there are many ways to be persecuted and tortured, but but there's nothing that. So, are you talking about persecution, meaning um, like disagreements or um, dissension? Yeah, uh, discontent. Right, at different levels, at different intensities, different types of persecution. Some. You know, like the Lord even says, some fiery trials, some fierce, you know, some not as hard, some some very hard, some, you know, that sets you right down to the wire. But the Lord blesses us through it all. If we did not have the Lord, we would be doomed for failure, period. You know, but with the Lord, not only does he bless, it's, it's, it's the same thing happened in the scriptures where he said, and everywhere he dispersed uh, the Jewish people, everywhere he put them, the Lord gave them favor. And what happens? And the enemy comes along.
congregation they were among and just would raise them up. So, you know, I would hear people, sometimes I remember that they would talk about the people with the bitterness, like they, they control banks, they this and they that. And I'm thinking, yeah, I you know, that's they right. control the world economy. But I'm thinking, well, somebody has to control it. I mean, at least if they did, you know, I, do you have a roof over your head? Are you sleeping comfortably? You know, what, what? You know, that's like, you look at a person because they're with you, you feel, you feel a, a type of anger towards them? Why? I, I couldn't care less as long as I know that I'm getting by. They, what they have is theirs. You know, that's how this always happens in the scriptures. What a person has is theirs. What you have is yours. You know, but these people would have this envious type of spirit about them where they have it, but they don't want you to have yours. You know? So that's the type of persecution that you encounter? You can, is that and many more types. You know, you, you, you're going to have persecution from the ungodly if you are righteous. If God is blessing and giving you an increase, I guarantee you, the ungodly is going to have something to say about it. You know, and then you would now. You find a person say, oh, they have a jet. What do they have a jet for? You know, <laughs> what do they need a jet for? And I just say, but I don't see you with the ministry that's global. <laughs> you got to get there some kind of way. <laughs> I don't think you're going to take the bus or go to China. That's silly. You know, but it's like they don't want them to have it. You know, the world always has something negative to say about the same. Yeah, and you have even people running in office trying to make laws to try to put a cap on what people can earn. And, and yeah, you're talking about Sanders. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. You're talking about Bernie. Bernie. Yeah, you come up with an idea. You, you, you're, you're Steve Jobs, and you... You come up with uh, Apple computer. I remember when he first came out with one. And I told the person, I said, I would invest in that. I said, if I could have a computer, I could carry around with me. I said, sure, I would invest. Earning him trillions, you know, basically. And then you're going to say, well, you shouldn't have that. I mean, well, let me thought of it. I didn't think of it. I'm not, I'm not mathematically inclined. I couldn't write a program with my life dependent on it, but I don't think you should have it. Isn't that silly? Okay, but so going back to that uh, comment that, because I did watch the debates the, that day. And with the Democratic debates, and, and I did hear Bernie Sanders make some reference to limiting uh, income, because he was referring to, what's his name? Yeah, being a billionaire. But I'm thinking, to, and I, I, the first thing I thought of was uh, taking piano lessons from a, someone who came from Russia, and she was telling me that she had a, an education, her husband had an education, and but in Russia, you could only make so much, everybody, no matter what your education, no matter how hard you worked, no matter what you did, everybody made the same amount. And they were fortunate enough to be able to leave Russia, become citizens of the United States, and she, that, I remember that's one of the stories that she told me. So it's not sinful, if you're saved, it's not sinful if the Lord blesses you to that point. Right. So when I, not that I'm looking for billions, although I wouldn't turn it down if the Lord gave it to me. <laughs> but I don't, you know, but that's not my main focus in the prayer. You know, I, when I pray, I, you said that I could have life and have it more abundantly. And then I remember that scripture where it says, even now, even in this life, right. you can have it. And... And I know that along with it comes a lot of struggling, struggles and sorrows and, you know, probably pain and irritation and, and stuff. But have you noticed when, it, when it's something that you value, it's worth it. 
because I, I asked him what he needed to do, what he needed to say, oh yes, yes, it's, it's worth it, it's worth the struggle, it's worth the pain. Yeah, I'm, uh, well, yeah, everything, it is worth it, I mean, because of that, like, your own, it's right. like you, or the Lord blessed you with that. more, more so than if somebody just, you know, when, when, when you fight to hang on to something or fight to get something, that's the only reason why I believe when the Lord told Israel it's time for you to take the land, he had to fight for it. He told them, they had to go over against the giants, but if they had to fight for it, I don't think they would have appreciated it. But it's not wrong to pray that prayer. Like, to, it, Lord, no, you said that I could have life right. and have it more abundantly. Exactly what he meant. What the enemy would say, 
start looking at things logically, then it might take a person credit. Because then, right, I can, can identify with that. Yeah, and it make a person panic. So the Lord, we have to go beyond logic. And we actually have to say, but Lord, I know you said there is no way around your word. That whatever it is, it's not greater than you, and it's not equal to you. So it has to go this way. It has to. Because he said so. So another scripture I wanted to talk about is in Ecclesiastes. And that's chapter 11. And it's a short chapter. I think it's only 10, 10 verses. And it starts off saying, Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. I don't know if you want to read the whole thing. <clears throat> yes. Ecclesiastes 11, starting with the first verse, Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Give a portion to seven and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there shall it be. He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. As thou knowest not what it what is the way of the spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand. For thou knowest not whether shall prosper either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. Truly the life is sweet, and a pleasant thing it is for the eyes to behold the sun. But if a man live many years and rejoice in them all, yet let him remember the days of darkness, for they shall be many. All that cometh is vanity. Rejoice, O young man, in thy youth, and let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth, and walk in the ways of thine heart, and in the sight of thine eyes. But now, but know thou that for all these things God will bring thee into judgment. Therefore remove sorrow from thy heart, and put away evil from thy flesh, for childhood and youth are vanity. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, you know, I, 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 a lot of people talk about, cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Give a portion to seven, and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evils shall be upon the earth. So, what I was thinking, and then it says, if the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves on the earth. So I was thinking, to me, that meant that you, you this is what's going to happen to you if you help other people. Well, if you, if you, if you so, it depends on the spirit in which you do it. So if a person basically sees where there's a need and they're capable, just like I said, Cornelius, his arms that come up before the Lord, the fact that he, that he gave to the poor, the fact that, uh, you know, the Lord was mindful of the fact that he was that type of individual. When, when you make provision, when you give, the Lord is saying, you reap what you sow. If you sow in love and kindness and compassion, 
then you receive that in return. And you receive it at a time when you really need it. Because usually things happen at the most inconvenient time. And if you ever notice the Lord, he has a person to do something that's like the most inconvenient time. And the Lord is saying, but you'll be blessed. It will return to you. The Lord will give you an, an increase. He will bless you. You don't have to worry about it because God will supply it. I mean, it's, it's not like you're doing it like you're making an investment, like some people might do it for recognition by people, you know, like Pharisees. No, you do it because you know a person is actually in need. So what does it mean when it says in verse 4, He that observeth the wind shall not sow, yeah. and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. You don't want the people who basically find excuses for not doing what they need to do. Lazy. You know, they come up with all sorts of reasons why they shouldn't be out there sowing. You know, well, because it's too windy? Is that what it is? Yeah, the wind don't blow on Lucy. So I went, I went to the wind and I, you know, oh, I think it's going to rain. So I, you know, I don't think I'm going to go out today because it's going to rain. He's saying when you when you have an opportunity, you know, you, you just do. You, you put in the effort. Whether it's day, whether it's night, you put in the effort because you never know what's going to be the result of the effort that you put in. And I, something good is going to come from it. But you have to first put the effort in there. So that's what it means in verse 6. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand, for thou knowest not whether shall prosper either this or that, or whether they both shall be good, alike right. good. Right. You don't know. He said, well, how, you will never know unless you get out there and do something. You can't sit there and observe the wind and the clouds and, and daydream about how great things could be. You have to actually get out there and put forth the effort. So in verse um, <laughs> 8, if a, but if a man lived many years and rejoiced in them all, Yet let him remember the days of darkness, for they shall be many. Yeah. <laughs> I believe he's saying that, you know, there's going to be a time when you're going to have to leave here. All that comes to you, so is vanity. So the, basically, on the average. The, the I mean, it doesn't say your happy days are many. It says your days of darkness are many. Yours is all, but I think the days of darkness are the time when you are dead and gone. That, oh. that your darkness is, because usually people are dead longer than what they've lived. You know, that's usually how it goes. You know, I mean, there come a time when the Lord will translate, and there might be some who are in the grave and not that long, but for the most part, you you have a life that's short. He wasn't going to be 100, but usually your 100 years don't equal the number of, time, the number of years that you're in the ground, the number of days that you're in. in the Unless ground. you're at the end of time. Right. So, so that's why you walk by through those, you see people 17, 17, 1600, you know, they died at the age of 40. So they've been in the ground a long time. So he's saying, you know, you only have a short time. He said, now if you're young and you think. Oh, you so I thought days of darkness were like your unhappy days. Not that he's talking about. Even though the Lord says, he does everything to strike a balance. So even if you're rich, the Lord does something, even if you're rich, to bring something down, because God said to everything that has to be balanced. Lord said, why does, you know, some good, some bad days, some, some light, some dark days, in that sense, God said, why do I do these things? He said, because you have to have a balance. A person never experiences any type of hardship. To me, they take their blessings away. If a person experiences too many hardships, then they despise their existence. So they have to give a little bit of light to encourage them that there's 
hope ahead. So God said, you do these things so that you'll do these things so that there'll be a balancement in the person's life. So that they look at things with, uh, I don't know, with the right attack for understanding. Yeah, I was thinking too, like that verse, um, verse 8, you was saying like, you know, you enjoy your youth, but you got to realize death is coming. And you don't know when it's coming, but you, it's inevitable. It is coming that you have to know that your like, what is your life? Like Brother James said, it's like a vapor. It's here for a moment and can be gone within a snap of a finger. Right. So he's saying, so you just, and in, in, in the, the next chapter, he said, you know, remember your creator in the days of your youth. You know, and so if you got to do something when you're young, thinking that time is endless, you know, when you're young, you don't necessarily think about that. When you get older, some people think about it. First, tell me, I think about it every day. <laughs> what, death? Right. When they're young, they said, I didn't think about no, it. No, it's true. As you get older, it does cross your mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it sure does. I mean, as you reach the age that um, the Lord said, the years that he promises, you know, you start to think. Right. In those terms. 120, 70, 80, 90. And especially how time is flying by. And like you see, it's like we're already in March already. We're going to be in March pretty soon. Yeah, okay. I can't believe that. Anyway, we'll continue our discussion next week. Yes, praise the Lord and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Today's verse of the day comes from Matthew 5 and 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, how did God form every beast of the field and fowl of the air? And the answer is, out of the ground. And that can be found in Genesis chapter 2, verse 19, which reads, And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them and whatsoever. Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. This week's food for thought is, when the Lord sent the animals into the ark, he sent seven pairs of birds into the ark. What was the purpose of the seven pairs? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.